You're listening to Emails Not Dead, brought to you by Mailgun. Welcome to Emails Not Dead. My name is Eric, and this is Jonathan. Hello. Hello. We're here to talk to you about all things email, and we have a very special guest with us today. Mr. Matt Stitt, the Spam House. He is their industry liaison. He is joining us on the couch. Matt, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right, gentlemen. How are you doing today? A lot better now. A lot better now, that's for sure. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. Yeah, Yeah, so we really appreciate you coming out. I think when we talk about Spam House, it's kind of like one of those things that, who are they? What are they doing? Why am I always blocked by them? But maybe that's just me. Uh, I, I like to. I'm, I'm glad we got you here to kind of you know, like bring back the shield, you know, show the folks that you're approachable and you know, like kind of get you out there in, in the public eye. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's it's one of those things that when you actually meet people from Spam House, and this goes even before I was here. I've I've only been in Spam House for about five years now. Uh, yeah. Actually, a little over five years. Sorry, time has no meaning anymore. Yeah. About what day it is, yeah. what month it is, what year it is. The main thing that I learned a lot when I was approaching the dark horses of Spam House was if you go up and talk to them, they're humans. They put on their spam filters, you know, one leg at a time, just like the rest of us. For the most part, it's just, you know, humanizing it. That's one thing that I like to be able to do when I have these types of conversations, let people know that it's not all about the big bad. And we don't just want to block all your mail. We actually want to help you guys fix things. We want to help you educate others. You want to help educate yourselves, et cetera. No, that's awesome. That's great to hear. So before Spam House, like how did you become, you know, how'd you start liaising? But what was your gig prior to that? <laughs> so my, my gig prior to that was at the abuse desk at uh, Thraxbase Hosting. And, you know, worked at the abuse desk there for, uh, for nine years. And I mean, just going into the whole thing of, working at an abuse desk. And before that, I was the postmaster. And I still did postmaster stuff throughout the the years that I was at Rackspace until I actually ended up leaving. But, you know, really, I was one of the only ones who was more or less raising my hand saying, yep, I'll go to the conference and learn all this stuff and bring back feedback and go to these sessions. You know, the, the most important thing when you're talking about somebody who wants to go to a conference, it's, you know, a lot of people are like, yay, I get to go hang out with people in the industry and just party all week. It's not that. It's it's yeah. really about, you know, connecting with people, learning, you know, who who's there in the industry. And that's that's where, you know, it really comes into the whole me be, being this industry liaison piece is just, it's meeting those people, developing those connections and learning those things and being able to talk intelligently about what we do, because it's very difficult to explain to anybody who doesn't know anything about email or anything about cybersecurity. It's hard to explain, hey, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And even from a, what does Spam House do to somebody who knows nothing about email, it's quite difficult. It takes me about 15, 20 minutes to really get it into somebody's mindset of, you know, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's kind of, you know, how I got to the thing, just going out there, being into the community. And, you know, I was able to do that with the uh, with the position at Rackspace. I think that's one of the big things that we kind of brought back from our recent ventures out into the community now that kind of ease up on the pandemic was just getting out back into the email world. And, you know, I think we say it every time that, that we talk is like that just the email community is just so different. It's just so inviting. Everybody's just really, you know, helping each other out and, and just trying to do better. Yes, absolutely. 
I mean, the industry itself, like what we do in email, I think is so foreign and such a foreign concept to a lot of people that I think that's just such an essential piece to it is like the liaison portion, but then just kind of getting out there and then talking about it and talking about with people who are trying to do this and who have done this for a little while. And, you know, some of my favorite conversations are with people who've been doing it for a long time and they just never have like peeled back the layers of what to do, how to do it, what's the proper way. So that's probably one of my favorite things about doing this kind of stuff too, is just kind of reaching out into the community, seeing what's out there, seeing people's level of experience and then slowly starting to peel that back and kind of get into, into other stuff. And, and I feel like that's what we had prepared for this episode. I don't know how much we'll get into all this stuff because this is like the, the charcuterie board of like podcast episodes where we're just going to touch on everything that we can. I think just because we had so many questions about, you know, what's good, what do we want to focus on? Like, what are we seeing out there in the community now? What's the, the biggest trends? And I know we had, we kind of like questioned you a little bit on that, Matt, and, and kind of got into things. Our first topic that we had that was like hot on our mind is uh, transparency, the transparency of communication when things are not going right. And I think that's, that's just one of the big things we always, we preach on that, but then like, what, what are the key things that we're looking at there? Because, uh, uh, as, as I wrote down, transparency is not just the color of crystal Pepsi. Um, it's just one of the nice things that was out there for some time. I don't know if anybody else liked it. I maybe had one or two that I was okay with. For those that are too young, they might not know what crystal Pepsi is, but you know, it's uh, one of those things you may want to try someday. <laughs> yeah, just, just go into the Google machine. It'll tell you about it. Yeah. Yeah. Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> the commercials the are day. amazing. Have some cool Zimas at night, Jonathan. Yeah, there you go. right there with the time. Yeah. Just take, just take, you know, take everything, you know, all of the. Uh, don't drink any, you know, beer or anything. Just drink, drink Zima or the, you know, the clear stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly what it's all but, about. But yeah, the whole concept around transparency, and it's it's funny that we work in a medium that is about communication, yet we're so terrible at it sometimes. And you know, when when it comes to transparency, it's really there's multiple layers there, of course. Uh, because everything's an onion, even, you know, more than ogres. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when, when you got to look into it, uh, it, it's really, you know, letting people know not only just what things are, but why. We're great in our industry by saying things like implement two-factor authentication, implement all of this uh, this authentication stuff, SPF, DKIM, DMARC, BIMI. I'm probably missing one because I just there's so many acronyms that we have in our mail stream now that it's just getting a little ridiculous. But we're great at telling people, you know, these are the things that you do, but we don't really say why or how. Well, we do a little bit of the why, but the how is where we're just like, not nah, just go figure it out. There's a Google machine out there. And the unfortunate thing is, is when you go out and go to the Google machine, you get, you know, 3 billion results for this one thing that you put in. And sometimes when you put in things like SPF, it's just an acronym and we're not unique to, you know, an industry that uses a bunch of acronyms. So it's really, you know, when you're communicating with people, make sure that not just saying, you know, what they need to do, but start guiding them down the path of how to get there. There, you know, you don't have to give them everything. You don't have to cover every single, you know, possible way of, of implementing something, but just start them down a path, recommend them to certain things. You know, if you want to talk two-factor authentication, you could talk about, hey, you know, Google's got this authenticator thing. Uh, Microsoft's got something too. Apple's got something. All these guys have their things, but, you know, just start them down the path and say, Hey, you know, what's your preferred platform? And then just start down a path for them. So, you know, that's a thing of us just, I feel like we're just so horrible at it in our industry. And, you know, then it goes to other pieces when you're talking about transparency is, you know, how you're interacting with other systems outside of your own, other networks outside of your own. A lot of that is 
completely oblivious to the sender. And what I mean by the sender is I don't mean like Mailgun doing the sending. I mean the actual customers that you have that are doing the sendings. We'll say that brands that are, that are sending from your network. You know, there are a lot of things that they just, they're not reading all of the things that we're reading every day. They're not reading about how important it is to do authentication. They're not really reading about sunsetting their stuff and guiding people down a certain path at the beginning and also continuously through the life of them working with you will help them quite a bit and will also help your company with its reputation. That's an important thing is just thinking about, you know, not only just certain things about the customer, you just need to let them understand that it's a constant education. It's not one of these things where you set up and you're like, mission accomplished and you're done. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the way things work. You need to be constantly evolving yourself. And we, you know, we as an industry need to be better at letting people understand, hey, you know, things are going to change all the time. We're going to try and make it as bite-sized and simple as possible with telling you, you know, the what, the why, and the how. But, you know, you're going to need to do a little bit of this by yourself. But constantly providing that education is an important thing. I think so many times there's information that comes down, you know, even through blocks and through, you know, kind of notifications and things that are going on that people... And from what I see, like people just sometimes don't connect the dots like, hey, I'm, this is happening and it's a reaction, but they think it's the wrong reaction. And I think that's, that's a part of the transparency thing because like they're assuming like, oh, they just don't like what I'm doing. Or, you know, like there's something else that, that influence or maybe I was compromised when really sometimes it's a, it's just things that are being left by the wayside with their practices, like what they're doing is not a complete view of, of what's going on with, with things like, and I think that's a big thing that we do on, on the podcast is try to educate people on, you know, this, this is what a complaint can do. This is what, you know, unengagement, or when you have people aging on your list, or, you know, when you're doing those kind of things, I, and I, and I mean, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, Thomas, but I know like <laughs> there's a bunch of past episodes that I don't think we need to call out. Um, you know, so our, our lovely producer, uh, you know, like uh, who uh, who you know, helps us out a lot. But I mean, I think there's a lot of reference points that we can point back to to say, hey, like this is how you want to do those pieces. And I think that that's definitely a, a thing is like not every not every company, not every ESP has the ability to put somebody in front of them to say like, hey, this is exactly what you need to do. Like, And I, I think that's evolving as, as part of the industry evolves too. Like more and more people are doing that kind of thing where they're educating their customer base on what all this means, like how to put pieces together, what what each thing relates to. Um, but but I definitely think that that's super helpful through through logs, through communication, through support from your, your company that you can start seeing and putting those pieces together because, uh, you know, just because you think think that it might correlate to one thing doesn't necessarily mean that and looking at each one of those individual pieces within your sending stream can definitely you know cause a a spark in a different reaction than we think that it's going to and uh, and really really help like and coordinate that piece in right like and i think that just kind of falls into the whole transparency thing i don't know if eric you've had anything to add with that one of the things that i kind of wanted to look at because you've been you know with spam house for some time already and looking at the things that have changed and different over time is there anything that you can share to say you know the, the some of the differences that you've seen from when you began to to what you're doing now you guys have may have noticed other people listening to this podcast might have noticed it we're trying to be out there a little bit more we're trying to let you guys understand hey 
hi, we're here. You know, a lot of people do run into challenges when, especially when something's listed. Sometimes we can only provide this much information. We may have, and I know that people, we're probably not going to have video for this, but it's, I'm putting my hands really close together. uh, (laughs) And now I'm going to put my hands really, really far apart. And, you know, that's the difference. Sometimes we can share a little bit. Sometimes we can share a lot. And that all depends on, you know, how we've curated the data, how we brought things together. The thing is, is we've detected something, we've found something that's an issue. And the thing that we're really trying to evolve right now is that how, you know, you're listed. It's terrible. How do you fix it? And we're trying to be able to get that to the community. And it's something that we need constant feedback on. I don't expect everybody to to write in a, with a ticket right now. Please don't. You may up, upset the, the ticket wranglers. But you know, essentially with that, the thing that we're really trying to evolve is that interaction with the community. You know, we're present on multiple industry slacks. We're present on multiple industry mailing lists to make sure that when somebody does run into a problem, they're like, I don't know. You can definitely come to them. We can respond to, mm-hmm. to certain things. And there have been times where, where we've done listings in the past where I go back and look at them and I'm like, we could have said a little bit more there. Uh, mm-hmm. To be able to just give them just a, give you some breadcrumbs to go down the way, to be able to get down the path. But more or less, sometimes it's just, here it is, good luck. And we take that feedback from the community and are able to adopt it towards improving the process and making sure that, you know, not only that our data is accurate and actionable for, for people who consume it, but also the people that are legitimate and have a problem and need to fix it, that they can fix it. So there's two paths there that you want to make sure that you're able to keep the sanctity of the data, but also that when somebody does have a challenge that they're able to fix it and they're not just sitting there scratching their head. And we want to make sure that we publish resources and all sorts of things. That's why, you know, we're trying to get to, I would love to have somebody from Mailgun at some point write something, you know, in regards to maybe an experience that they have with Spam House or maybe just an experience that they've had with email in general. Uh, or it could have nothing to do with email. Well, probably should have something to do. It with probably it. should, yeah. But you know, when it when it comes down to it, it's sharing those experiences and not just being like we're spam house, we know everything. I know that we don't know everything, and that's why we do things like this is have these conversations so we can figure out how to constantly evolve that process. So you know, when we're talking about when I came onto spam house, it was still you know a work in progress, and now we're much further down that path of helping build this community. We know that you have problems and we're here to help. And we know that we have some problems. We're asking you to help. That's kind of what where we're at right now. Yeah, it's all about community. And speaking about stuff that's in the community, like this is one of those ones that like, I think it's just a, a good transition, I think, to what were one of the other topics that we had talked about and kind of discussed and, you know, kind of picked your brain about was the opt-in portions because like article like that, that's been out there on the spam house website for a very long time. And it's probably one of my favorites. And one of those that I've had bookmarked for a very long time, because I've definitely had people ask me, what does double opt-in mean? Like, what does that, that actually go through? And like, when you look at the, the spam, spam house has a really good one. It, go in and just type in and search for like marketing guidelines, like marketing email guidelines, email marketing guidelines. When you hit the spam house article, like one of the first things that's on there is double opt-in, what it means, like how to define it and then how to do it. 
And that's, I mean, my favorite, like I love like sending people that way because so many people are just, they assume that that checkbox is going to be okay or that, you know, they can be totally fine, you know, kind of skipping past that. But when you have somebody who I think is as respected as spam houses in the community and, um, you know, people like look up to it and, and really pay attention when things happen on the platform, really, that's such a powerful thing to be able to share with people when they recognize a name, they see who it's coming from and what they've said about it. I love it. We'd kind of gotten to the conversation last time about opt-ins and then holding on to that information, I, th I think is, is really the way you, you put it, Matt. And I love that concept because yeah, you can opt somebody in, but does that mean they're opted in forever also? Like, and then where are you going? Are you moving ESPs? Are you taking that information with you? Are you documenting that? Because when it does get called out and called back, are you gonna be able to produce that info? And and just kind of like, a, I guess like a question coming out from that since I already covered a lot of what we talked about is, uh, do you see that happen a lot? Like, is, is that something that, that you see often where people are just like, well, I don't know how I got this opt-in and, and then they, I don't know, out in left field at that point. So yeah, you know, this, and this also goes back to the transparency part. Um, you know, when, if, if you as the, you as the brand, let's say the brand, uh, so we'll say brand senders and receivers. So you as the brand, yeah. uh, if, if you've had somebody opt in, uh, that's that's your opt-in. That's not Mailgun's opt-in. That's where I can keep listing ESBs and go on forever till we all die. But <laughs> when it comes to to that, it's your opt-in. And you know, as the brand, it's your responsibility to keep track of it. You know, however, there are certain metrics that you want to be able to track. You want to track things like engagement. And I know that you know we can talk about the stuff that Apple has done with their mail privacy protection. MPP, mm -hmm. I think was what people are calling it. And when it comes to that, you know, that breaks a little bit of those things. There's also other ways to think about engagement. Not only are you monitoring, you know, clicks and opens, but if you have a, you know, a shopping cart and you send receipts to somebody, has that person logged in and bought something from you? That's a sign of engagement. Have they gone to your website in some way, shape, form, or fashion? That's a way of monitoring that thing. And, you know, make sure that I'm not telling you what to set the rule at. I'm not saying, you know, do it at five, do it at 10, do it at 20, whatever you want to do it at. That's that's up to you. Don't make it forever. That's really all I'm saying is don't make it forever. One thing that, uh, you know, we talked about a little bit was, you know, recent events, uh, you know, big events. So like, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, the Queen's passing, the Ukraine war, and of course, this whole pandemic thing, uh, you know, that little thing that happened two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and it's thing? still, you know, among us today. Mm -hmm. When it was the beginning of the pandemic, man, I was receiving emails from like, you know, I bought like, I think it was a car parts place. I bought like a some sensor, probably an oxygen sensor from them. Uh, and this was, I bought the oxygen sensor in like 2005 and I never went to the website and I got this thing and I was like, what? The unfortunate, the, the fortunate thing is I don't delete my email. So I saw that. Uh, so I saw that I bought it. So I had the receipt for it, but I was like, guys, you hadn't, I didn't do anything with you for 15 years. And now you want to tell me about, you know, how you're doing all of these things with, with COVID and whatnot, I imagine that everybody who's on, who's listening to this has pro probably got some type of email like that. Uh, yeah. When you're I just think like, you were targeted what? because of course yeah. you had, you oh, bought the oxygen oh. sensor. Yeah. It's a respiratory oh, issue. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I got one from vitamin D supplement company. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, so pay attention to your engagement. You know, it's, it's yeah. important to pay attention to your engagement, but you know, when we're talking about the opt-in stuff, it's it belongs to you. It's something you should keep track of. And 
you know, you need to make sure that if there is an issue with an address, uh, you should be, you know, asking your sender company about it. If, you know, if somebody says, I didn't get the email, it, you know, sometimes there's this whole concept of these suppression lists. And it was a, uh, it's, it's a discussion that's happening with the industry right now, how to make them more transparent. And what that is, is letting somebody not only know that, hey, this is in the suppression list, it bounced, but, but why? Why did it bounce? Or, you know, when did it bounce? Is it going to come off the suppression list? And, you know, when, and if it goes back on the suppression list again, is it, you know, is there a three strikes and out type of thing? And, you know, sometimes when people move from ESP to ESP, sometimes that suppression data doesn't transfer over. So they're like, here's my list. And then they go and put it into the thing and then they get blacklisted because not saying that it was spam house that's going to do the blacklisting but it may be a receiver who had a bunch of users that were like nope I don't want this email you know so they clicked instead of clicking unsubscribe they clicked on complain uh, or spam one thing that I want to really you know get into some of these uh mailbox providers about is the fact that delete and report spam are right next to each other it makes it really easy to click one or the other uh, and, you know, it was a thing that I can remember going back to Rackspace is you would know when somebody did that because they would select all and then they would click report a spam. And what they usually do is go and select all delete because they read all their messages and then they click select all and then they click delete. But they're right next to each other. So it's just a confusing thing. But, you know, make sure that you pay attention to what's happening with all of your recipients, be it that, you know, are they getting, you know, are they rejected uh, and are they in a suppression or anything? Uh, and also, you know, definitely honor your unsubscribes. Just because you move to a new provider doesn't mean that you can start emailing them again. I don't really think I need to get into the, uh, to the whole thing about opting in. It's a thing that you have to do. So yeah. let somebody know, Hey, do you want my messages? Not just a click box, but you need to actually contact them about it and have them verify. And then you can have all of that chain of custody. So you understand that from this point, I have all of this data about you. Uh, and I know that some people, oh my gosh, GDPR. No, this is, this is data about you that is related to me sending you information. So it being able to have that is very important. So, you know, just make sure that, hey, you know, you're, you're sticking to your message. You're sticking to who you are. And B, check out your suppression list. Check out what's happening with the, you know, the mail stream with your users. Do those opt-in stuff and, you know, realize that your opt-in data, the list that you have, it is yours. So make sure that you take care and custody of it. And, you know, that that person, whoever that is, that's responsible for that should be the guy or or lady that understands, you know, all of the the things, you know, yeah. with, in regards to that, uh, it's not saying that everybody in the company needs to know exactly how opt-in suppression lists, bounces, and all of the stuff works. Uh, you know, they can they can pass that knowledge down as they need to. I went a long a long way down a little rabbit hole there, yeah. and then we you know <laughs> kind of went through some stuff, through some holes. There was a carrot here, onion here. That's all good. That's all good. I think, you know, I ultimately like consent is king, right? Like you want to make sure you oh, yeah. get that regardless. And then, you know, our, our, our tastes change all the time. I think yeah. JT and I talk about that uh, pretty, pretty regularly. You know, we were super into Hot Topic, like maybe like five or six years ago. Now, That's too recent. I mean, it's got to yeah. be a lot longer than that. <laughs> really? Is it only been? 
<laughs> Remember, time, time isn't the same anymore. You know, <laughs> still on the hot topic. So let's let's I'll put the record on straight for that one. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for those exclusive vinyl pops. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's such a great way of putting it, Matt. Like I, I really like that because it's like that that chain of custody, like that that you have. Um, and even when you're tracking some of those things, like you're tracking the, I guess, like keeping that data, right? Like if it's important to you to have a customer for whatever reason, right? And I think so many times, and again, I know I've said it like a billion times on this podcast, but the whole ROI piece, right? Like email for a lot of people equals money, and if it's important enough to hold on to an email address for whatever amount of time with whatever you're doing or for whatever reason, because you believe that's going to help in some form of economic impact down the line, then you're probably keeping some other form of information for that. And you should try to keep also the next portion of it, right? Try to do the next piece that is the keeping information from the very beginning, the opt-ins, where it came from, like how it got through to you. And that just should be a big part of your data set too. Because yeah, once you have to start tying things in and you really should tie things in if you're not already tying into, you know, what their activity is, right? And this is the thing that we come on with engagement, like, right, where are they coming to? What are they doing? You know, we recently had a conversation with Chad S. White that had like the, that exact thing, right? That he, he that's one of the things he preaches on is, is where is it? Where else are they existing within your platform or connected to you as a company, as a brand, and that's what you need to hold on to. But if you don't start from the very top with that opt-in, how they came to be on your list and how you started collecting their information, like that you need to do that. That's got to be the place to start. And, you know, it's interesting when you talk about things like ROI, you know, if somebody's, you know, $500 and then is zeros for seven years, is that, you know, everybody pays in $500. Let's just, put, you know, make it simple. You know, they pay $500 and then they're zeros for seven, eight, 10, 15 years. Is that really, you know, do you really need to be sending that guy? Should you be sending to and taking care and custody of the guy who's for 12 years has been spending $500 every single time? I understand that some people are like, I need to have as many, you know, email addresses in my list as possible. So I can have as high of ROI as I can. That's not necessarily always the truth. It's the same thing when people start asking things about, you know, our, the size of our lists. I'm like, does it really matter? Is the, is the spam getting blocked? Is it effective for you? You know, those are the questions that, that I, I'd like people to ask. Uh, not, you know, how, how big is it? Does it really matter in terms of, you know, blocking abuse? Like I could say something, yes, we we block all 4 billion IPv4 addresses. Like, sure, it, but that's going to give you a bunch of false positives and make people angry. Uh, but, you know, just make, make sure that you you try and pursue I, I know there's a fine line between the quantity quality type of thing, but uh, you know, just make sure you try and find yourself a nice fine line in there and you'll be doing better with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you'll get in a better spot. Like, I mean, it's a, again, like everybody trying to improve, trying to push the the meters forward, right? Like ignorance is not a good defense. I think for a lot of times, like I think, I think so many people want to plead ignorance that they didn't know, or that they had no clue or that they were misunderstood in general, you know, kind of what to do and what, which way to go or how to do it. But I mean, that really doesn't matter when you're seeing abuse in the system and, and it's hard to do when you have a job to do, when there's a job that these filtering companies, all the filtering companies, everybody that's looking at that reputation piece, it makes it so much more difficult to then filter out from the people who are wanting to do good, wanting to do the right thing, sending a legitimate email, but just doing something wrong. And compared to somebody who's just being abusive, it's very hard to delineate that when somebody isn't doing those right things, right? If somebody moved over 
from, you know, sitting on an ESP for years and constantly doing the same thing. And they had a suppression list built up and they transfer over to somewhere else and they don't bring that suppression list. You know, they don't bring the people that have opted out and, and or remove them, have been proactively removing them from their list so that any unsubscribed remains unsubscribed. And then all of a sudden you see an influx of, you know, bad email come through, like that's going to look exactly the same as somebody who's being abusive in a lot of instances. And, and we really shouldn't put that blame on the filter, on the, you know, the filtering company, the people that are trying to help out and trying to be, you know, a good member of the community. That's why it's important for you as a sender, for anybody who's doing the sending piece to pay attention to those little things, because it's, it can be real bad. It can be, it can end up in a really bad spot. Absolutely. When you talk about filtering, we publish reputation data. We don't filter anything. We don't block anything. We just publish <laughs> the lists. Uh, as much as people would like to think that we are, you know, some international organization of thugs or whatever, I, I've heard all sorts of things. It's it's incredible, but uh, you know, when when it comes down to it, you know, we really we really want to help make that badness. Let's just say, you know, there's a badness circle. We want to make that badness circle as small as possible. And then what we want to do is we want to get all those good people out there to, you know, be, woo, we're all good. But, you know, we want to get the badness as small as possible because it's a lot easier for us to just say, we're not going to work with you because you're not willing to do A, B, C, and D, F, G. Yeah, you know, we can go through the whole alphabet. But, uh, you know, what what we, you know, what we need to... Uh, focus on is is stopping those bad people i don't want to worry about the legitimate companies uh i you know i i'm fine with you know providing you insights providing you data providing you things to help you better protect yourself but at the end of the day uh you know we you know as legit companies need to work together uh and then we need to be able to get out of any of these practices that are bringing on illegitimacy to to our to our companies uh and that's that's the focus that we really need to think about i really wish uh you would have graced us in a more visual format and you could have worn you know a broad rim hat and uh you know had a villainous uh curly mustache that would have been awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was thinking a top hat and a monocle there you go uh, i like that yeah. so so yeah about about a week ago i injured my uh my calf muscle so i was walking with a cane so i could have done monocle top hat and cane would have been great. That would have been perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> right we'll just let everybody imagine that. Imagine yeah, that. Yeah, you know, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what, what it was. One of you guys is probably good at Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas, can you make that our thumbnail? Just Matt in a monocle and a. Yeah. There we go. It can be done. We'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I'm just glad that you're out here in the universe. You're a real person, just showing everybody that you actually exist. One, two, that you're approachable and I don't care what Jonathan says, you're a nice guy, you know, and you know, we, you're somebody that we can talk to and, and actually converse with and, and making just our sending lives better all the way around. Right. Yeah. Well, Jonathan's just mean and, you know, come on, hot topic. Really? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay, man. It's, it's all right. You know, we, we all have our, our crosses to bear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all yeah, I think it was the, 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 the starter, the starter jackets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Don't be hitting on my studded belts. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll see what we're all wearing for the next conference for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Anywhere you want to point people to, Matt, like any kind of resources or anything you you want to kind of shine a light on. We have the deliverability uh, ebook. Uh, I can't remember the actual URL for it uh, because they're usually 
this long and nobody yeah. can see my hands, but they're this yeah. long. That's yeah. uh, huge. They're long. And, yes, huge. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, you know, uh, just, you know, pay attention to some of the things that uh, um, that we say on on the Twitterverse and the LinkedIn verse. Uh, you know, you can just hit us up with a with a follow in. You know, if you are part of the, uh, you know, the, the email community in general and you're on Slacks and stuff, you know, if you run into something, reach out. You can say something. I may not be able to respond in time. I'm only one person. Uh, there are a couple of us on some of those slacks, but you know, for the most part, I'm monitoring anything that says anything about spam house. Uh, sometimes it's explicative, explicative, spam house, explicative. But you know, it, uh, but, but for the most part, you know, I I want to want to try and to, to help folks out. Uh, and you know, I, I would love to be able to you know at some point do. Uh, do, do a follow-up with you guys uh, because there is more to talk about. We could go on for hours and hours and forever and ever and ever. Uh, yeah, but, you know, yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, it's, it's one of these, let's, let's have a thing. And uh, you know, that's, that's really where it's at. So just, Damn. you can see me on the community. I'm on the, I'm on the LinkedIn's uh, I'm on Twitter, but I just lurk because I just check things for stuff about spam us. That's about it. And sports, uh, the rest of Twitter, I try to ignore because yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah, but I think we all know it's just, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> the best stuff out there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're all about the good stuff here. So, uh, Thomas, if people want to find more good stuff about uh, the podcast, where can they find some more information, sir? Yeah, if you want to find more information about the podcast, you can uh, head to our website, melgan.com, head to our resources center. Also, uh, gonna give a shout out to uh, Spam House's uh, ebook. It uh, looks like it's called the Know How of Deliverability 101. So we'll also point a, a link to that in the uh, session description for this episode. So uh, yeah, we'd have we'd be happy to have you back, Matt. It'd be a lot of fun. So thank you for coming yeah, on. Absolutely. Maybe maybe we can do one live and everybody in person. Yeah, yeah. from the bar. <laughs> I like it. I yeah, like it. I like that idea. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Well, Matt, thank you so much again. Appreciate your time and your knowledge. Everybody else, join us next time. This has been a Milligan production, an email delivery service focused on providing better deliverability for developers and businesses alike with over 150,000 customers. Learn more at Milligan.com.